Would you open your Bibles to the book of John, chapter 15? Go to John chapter 15, and uh, in just a second, we're going to read that. Uh, but how many of you, you were here last weekend for Easter weekend? Come on. Did you enjoy the weekend, what God was doing? I just shared that uh, at this campus, there's 334 people that gave their lives to Jesus. Of that, there was 151 children that said yes to Jesus last weekend. Can we give it up for our kids pastors, the kids team, all those children saying yes to Jesus. I think it's amazing. We are starting a brand new series this week and uh, I have the opportunity to start it off here. All the campus pastors are preaching at all of our locations and we're preaching, uh, this series is on relationships. Four weeks to healthier relationships. And I think we all need healthier relationships. This week, I'm preaching on singleness. Singles uh, and, and people that are ready, ready to start dating, you know, starting to step out. So, uh, so I'm excited about the next few moments. I'm gonna give it everything I got uh, for people that are single in the room. And so John, John chapter 15, I'm gonna read this, verse five and then nine through 11. Jesus says, I am the sprouting vine And you are my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separate from me, you are powerless. Verse 9, I love each of you with the same love that the Father loves me. You must continually let my love nourish your hearts. If you keep my commands, you will live in my love just as I have kept my Father's commands. For I continually live nourished and empowered by his love. My purpose for telling you these things is so that the joy that I experience will fill your hearts with overflowing gladness. Today, if you're taking notes, and if you're single, you better be taking notes. And if you're married, you probably know somebody that's single that needs a little bit of advice. Uh, But the title of my message uh, tonight, you ready for it? Before you singles mingle. Before you singles get out there and mingle. Uh, Let's pray together as we start. Jesus, we thank you just one more time that your presence is in the room. And I pray uh, over people here that are are looking forward to the day that they get married, uh, looking forward to the day that they have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. God, I just pray that those people, even in this room, under the sound of my voice, maybe watching online, that they would connect to the true vine. They would connect to you. That they would understand that they are complete only in you. Bless this time in the next few minutes. In Jesus' name, amen. I think there's a lot of singles that need uh, some help uh, being single. And uh, if you're met, it's like a single person, they need a little help being single, like a little awkward, a little socially off, you know, like anybody, you kind of, come on, if you know, you know somebody that needs a little bit of help. And so uh, today I'm, I'm gonna give you some, some Christian, uh, Christian pickup lines. Um, <laughs> just wanna help the singles. Uh, but these are Christian pickup lines uh, that you should never use. Like these are the worst ever. I want to help you out. If you're out here using these pickup lines to try to pick up a date, um, you've either been single too long or you've been in church too long. One of the two. <laughs> but maybe you've heard these. I, I've never heard half of these. These are insane. Um, hey girl, or hey guy. Uh, for you, I'd slay two Goliaths. It's weak. It's all right. Hey, uh, would you like to join my purpose-driven life? <laughs> this one's terrible. Guy saying to a girl, hey, I think, uh, I think one of my ribs belongs to you. 
I don't know if these are appropriate, but. <laughs> Is your name Faith? Because you are the substance of things hoped for. That's a JBQ line right there. Here's the last one. I'm just trying to help the singles in the room uh, of what not to say and what not to do. Hi, I'm Will, God's will. It's the worst start. It's the worst start to any relationship. I think we need some help uh, in being single. So the first part of our message is to those of you that would like to get married, they're looking for a boyfriend, looking for a girlfriend. You wanna step into the dating realm. You wanna get married one day, build a family. It's an amazing thing. But this first part is how to be single. How do I live this life as a single person? And uh, before we get going, who in the room is single? Raise your hand. Come on, all over the room. Raise it loud and proud. Today might be your day. No, like I didn't say put them down. Let's, let's put them up, get a good look at the room, bring the house light. I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, lean in. This is how to be single. Psalm 24, three and four says, who may ascend the mountain of the Lord, who may stand in his holy place. The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false God. First thing in how to be single is you need to guard your heart. You need to guard your heart. There are people in the room and you've, you've opened your heart to the wrong people and it's caused a little bit of pain. It's caused a little bit of stress and anxiety or drama. And we gotta be careful. We gotta guard our heart. The Bible has a lot to say about what we do with our heart. Mark chapter 12, verse 30 says, you are to love the Lord Yahweh, your God, with every passion of your heart, with all the energy of your being, with every thought that is within you, and with all of your strength. This is the great and supreme commandment. Today, if you're single, I'm asking, do you love God? Do you love him with all of your passion? I'm talking about how to build, how to build yourself. You, you're, you are not broken without a boyfriend or a girlfriend. A boyfriend and girlfriend is not gonna complete you. I already said it. Jesus Christ, clinging to him, connecting to the true vine. He is the one that makes you whole. He is the one that makes you complete. Is there anybody in the room that believes Jesus Christ makes us, put, he puts us back together. He holds us together. We are complete in Christ. We believe it. And so we give him our hearts before we give anybody else our hearts. Matthew 6, 21 says, for your heart will always pursue what you value as your treasure. Another version says, where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. And we need to start treasuring the things of the Lord. We need to start treasuring time with God, being in the word of God. When I was single, um, I, I had a lot of challenges. And some of you heard my story uh, growing up in the church, being a pastor's kid, uh, knowing the right way to go, but in high school, uh, kind of doing my own thing for about four years. And it's the tension of being in church and living for God, but then uh, being out in the world with my friends and, and, and being falling in temptation, all this stuff. And, and I'll tell you today that nothing, this is honest. I know I'm a pastor now, so that feels like, this feels like a trick, but I'm not tricking you. Nothing has changed my life more than when I was, uh, had a conviction and was determined to be in the word of God every single day. Yeah. And there were days that I missed, but I had a conviction. Like I missed yesterday. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna beat myself up. I'm not gonna live in shame over it. I'm not gonna skip the next week. I'm gonna get back in it today. We're gonna do it today. Nothing has changed my life more than reading the Bible. And uh, we, we do soap here. And if you're new in church, you're like, what, 
what, what soap. Scripture observation, application, and prayer. And we do some chapters. You can download the River Valley app and follow along with the entire church in reading the Bible every single day, writing down some observations, writing down how it applies to your life, and writing down a little bit of a, a prayer to God. And, and nothing has changed my life more than that. We need to put our treasure in the things of God and our heart will be there as well. Proverbs 4.23 says, So above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. The affections of your heart affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. Don't open your heart up to the wrong person. Don't open your heart up to the wrong person. Give your heart to God. First one in being single, how to be single is to guard your heart. The second one is guide your hands. Guide your hands. You don't just have to be connected to Jesus and, and to just, just to the true vine. You got to guide your hands. What's in your hand? If you remember the story of Moses, he, he goes, I, I've got nothing. I can't, I can't do this. And God says, what's in your hand? There's a story of uh, prophet Elisha. And before he was a prophet, uh, the, the, the man of God of that day was Elijah. And I learned that it was alphabetical. So Elijah was first, Elisha was second. And, uh, and you would think Elisha following Elijah, they kind of had similar names and he probably grew up thinking, man, I'd love to be a prophet. I would, I, I would love to just be the man of God. I'm gonna do this. And, and he would follow, you know, he's probably out there following Elijah and uh, trying to intern for him, trying to be his apprentice, trying to, you know, hey, you mind if I try this miracle this time? Like, let's go, he's stepping in. But that's not how he got called into his ministry. That's not how he became. And there's people here and you're looking, I, man, I hope, I hope I can get a girlfriend. I hope I can get a boyfriend. I hope I step into a relationship. I hope God opens the door for me. And you're out there hunting and searching and you're thirsty for it. But Elisha, he found his next opportunity not by being hungry and thirsty for that platform, but by doing well with what was in his hand. And I'll read this. 1 Kings 19, 19 through 21 says, So Elijah, the first one, went from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat. He was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen and he himself was driving the 12th pair. Elijah went up to him and threw his cloak around him. Elisha then left his oxen and ran after Elijah. Let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, he said, and then I'll come with you. Go back, Elijah replied, and, and think about what I've done for you. So Elisha left him and went back. He took his yoke of oxen, I love this, and slaughtered them. He burned the plowing equipment to cook the meat and gave it to the people and they ate. Then he set out to follow Elijah and became his servant. He was out there plowing the field and Elisha, Elijah found him. He was doing well with what was in his hands. And there's people here, you're ready for a relationship, but do you have a job? Now we're preaching. You're out here hungry for the opportunity, but how are you stewarding what God gave you? This is how to be single. How to be single. In just a second, we're going to talk about what to look for when you're ready to mingle. But we got to get th some things settled. <laughs> and you think, man, I got to do this in my own strength. You know, like if I'm, if I'm, not, out, if I'm not getting out there, then I'm not going to get my opportunity. But we serve a God who will find people on the backside of a mountain. We serve a God that will find you out in the pasture, tended to some sheep. 
That's who our God is. And you think nobody sees you, nobody knows you. When you're secure in who you are and you're doing well with what's in your hands, God will open the door. He will help you find that person. He will show you who it is. They'll show up one day while you're just working. That's some of the best advice. Just put your hands down, head down, get your hands right, just be working. And if you're here and you're, you're, you're living for Jesus and you love building the local church, you maybe you serve on a team or you're in a life group, just keep your head down and doing what you're doing every once in a while. When you lift your head up, maybe there's somebody there that's doing the same thing as you that you're also attracted to, by the way. And you go, let's do this thing. Let's step into it. It's how to be single. First one is guard your heart. Second one is guide your hands. Here's the third one. We're going to camp out here just for a second. Um, is to pursue purity. There's some church people in here that are like, amen. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. Somebody's talking about it. Pursue purity. 1 Corinthians 6.18 says, this is why you must keep running away from sexual immorality. For every other sin a person commits is external to the body. But immorality involves sinning against your own body. I was taught this when I was um, 13 years old. Uh, and by the way, this is PG-13. It's a little too late now. But I was taught that sex is like fire. And in the right context at the right time, it, it can be great. Within marriage, it can be great. Something that God designed. But out of the right context, out of the right timing, God's timing, it can burn you alive. And uh, I was 13 years old, and my dad uh, took me out. I, we went to Dairy Queen, actually. It's weird that I remember that. Just having blizzards. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he gave me, when I was 13, he did this for my older brother, my younger brother, but he gave, uh, gave us each a match. So I was 13 when I had this one-on-one -on -one with my dad, and he gave us a match. And I have a picture of this match you can throw on the screen. And it said, the promise of purity promise of purity. That's my dad's hand on the left, my hand on the right. When I was much older, I still had the match. Um, we took that a few years ago. And, uh, and he said, I'm going to give you this match and you're never to lose it. And uh, on the other side of the match, as the date, it says to Kirk from dad. And he said, he said, sex is like fire. And just what I told you, in the right context, the right time, it's amazing. It can be really helpful. It's awesome. It's great. It's fire. It's fire. In the wrong context, in the wrong context, it can burn you alive. He said, as your dad, spiritual authority, as your le leader in your life, I'm trying to teach you about purity, how important it is. He said, the, the day that you have premarital sex, sex outside of marriage, is the day that you and I, you're going to bring this match to me and we're going to burn it together. And we're going to have another moment and another conversation. So I held that match. And uh, I was able to make it to marriage without having to burn that match, which is amazing. And um, the coolest thing about who God is, is that he can restore any way you've lived. I just, there's people in the room, maybe you're like, oh, well, I screwed that one up. He can restore I, anything you've done. He can, he can bring you back. He's the redeemer of time. He, he's the great redeemer. He's a great restorer. And, and there's great, great things ahead for you. So you don't have to live in the shame and the punishment of all that. But I love that my dad kind of put that fork in my road and that decision made it on an epic level. And everywhere I went, everything that I did, I made a bunch of mistakes. I remembered that match. I remembered it. 
I told him the other day, I said, I still have, I still have the match. Um, like I still have it. And he's like, oh, you're, you're married. You've not, uh, <laughs> like, he's like, I'm pretty sure I have two grandchildren from you. So I, <laughs> so I burned it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we got to pursue purity. And uh, we live in a culture where people are, and I mean, I, I, was, I was a young adult pastor here at River Valley Church, met with a lot of young people and still do. And, uh, and the culture that we live in is, is extremely overexposed. Like extremely overexposed. There, there are, your 10 year old has seen too much, has heard too much. And it's the world we live in. And there are great tools of technology, uh, but also just like fire, when it's used wrong, it's in the wrong hands, it can be deadly. And uh, there's a lot of young people that are overexposed. They've seen too much. They've heard too much. I mean, you can just sit on the couch. And if you're just, if you're just a l- little bit lazy, you're not up on it, and you're trying to follow Jesus, and you're just browsing on Netflix and, and looking at, I mean, you could jump into something, and it's like, I've seen too much. This is on social media. I saw a bumper sticker on the way here, and I felt like my eyes were overexposed. Like this, it's everywhere you go. Everywhere you look, you have an opportunity uh, to dabble in some immorality and, and things you shouldn't be looking at. And I was thinking about overexposure and the fact that sex is like fire. And what do you do when you've been overexposed and overexposed to the sun? So I'm Googling what, like, what are the, and it's like basic stuff. But, but this list right here, when, you, when you've been overexposed to the sun, you're supposed to seek shade. You're supposed to use sunscreen. You're supposed to wear a hat everywhere you go. Wear some sunglasses and avoid tanning beds. I didn't even know that. You're supposed to avoid tanning beds. It's crazy because the sun, which is fire, can be great, can warm you up, give you a little bit of vitamin D, but it can also give you cancer. And so we've got a generation of people that are overexposed. And what do you do when you're overexposed? I got some props and this is why I'm wearing a headset. (laughs) You got to get an umbrella. You got to get out of the sun and get an umbrella. Let me read some scripture for you. Psalms 121, verse 1, 2, 5, and 8. I look up to the mountains and the hills longing for God's help, but then I realize that our true help and protection come only from the Lord, our creator, who made the heavens and the earth. Jehovah himself will watch over you. He'll be over you. He's always at your side to shelter you safely in his presence. You will be guarded by God himself. If you are here last week, I said God will be your guard. You'll be safe when you leave your home. Safely, you will return. He will protect you now, and he'll protect you forevermore. Everywhere you go, you'll be protected. You need to get under an umbrella. If you've been overexposed, get under the shadow of the Almighty God. Get under an umbrella. The next thing is you got to put a hat on. One person claps. We can all clap. Come on, give God some praise. But we got we to get a hat on. Philippians 4.8 says, so keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectable, pure and holy. Get your thoughts right. You've been overexposed, get your thoughts right. Start thinking about the things that are above. Start thinking about good things. Start thinking about who God is and how great he's been and all that he's done for you, all he's protected you from. Think about how he saved you. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Things on, think on things that are pure. We gotta get a hat on. 
says, get a, get a little bit of sunscreen going. So uh, this is going to get, uh, you got to get a little sunscreen going. Listen, this is how to be single. You got to get a little sunscreen because you've been overexposed. You think I'm playing. <laughs> Ephesians 6, 11, 14 through 18. Put on God's complete set of armor. Sunscreen's an extra layer of protection. And you need a layer of protection so that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. Put on truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand in triumph. Put on holiness. Right way to live as the protective armor that covers your heart. That's where we started. You got to wear some sunglasses. You got to get some UV ray blocking sunglasses, apparently. I was Googling it. It said not, regular sunglasses aren't going to work. You got to get some UV blocking sunglasses. Hebrews 12, 2. We're closing in a second. We look away from the natural realm. We look away from the natural realm. What have you been looking at? What have your eyes seen? You got to stop looking at that. And we fasten our gaze onto Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's protection. Remember the song? Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth, the natural things, will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. All the church people said amen. Come on. The last one is avoid tanning beds. And I didn't bring a tanning bed tonight. <laughs> but Proverbs 7.23, that whole chapter talks about a man that's falling into seduction. Yeah. He doesn't realize what's happening. It literally talks about this lady prepared a bed for him. And she says, don't worry, my husband's not here. He's going to be gone for a little while. And uh, a tanning bed is literally, it's like a bed of fire. But there's some fiery beds that you also need to stay out of says this in verse 23. He's like a man, the man that's being seduced and he's about to do this. He's tempted. He's in the heat of it. it he's already gone too far. Now he's probably praying for a miracle. I don't, I don't know if I should be doing this. I got to get out of this. But he's like a man about to be executed with an arrow right through his heart. Like a bird that flies into a net unaware of what's about to happen. I think, I think we got to get excited again about purity about living the right way, about the things of God. And you're here, you're single. Listen, I, I get it. Like, I, I understand. I, you're, you're probably thinking, listen, I'm never getting married if I look like you. Like, <laughs> you're telling me I got to get an umbrella? You're telling me I got to get a hat on? I got to get some glasses and some sunscreen? I look like I'm going to the beach. I, I'm, like, that's where everybody's at. I'm, going, I'm getting out there. I got to get out there. If I look like you, I'm never finding anybody like this. But when I found my wife almost seven years ago, guess what she had on? She wasn't out there putting herself out there. She had her umbrella. She had her hat. She had her glasses and sunscreen. She was avoiding all the tanning beds. And you know what she was looking for? She was looking for somebody that looks like this, living for Jesus. Somebody that's got some clean hands. Somebody that's got a good heart doing the work of God. Come on. We got to get excited about purity, living right. This is how to be single. You better walk out proud like this. People ask me all the time, I can't believe you'd get married and just have sex with one woman. 
I, my wife is amazing. She's the best. She fulfills me, satisfies me. It's the greatest relationship on planet earth. I don't want anything to do with anybody else. This is the greatest. And that's my stance against anybody that's like, well, I can't believe you would do that. And I found her under my umbrella while she was under her umbrella. You're out here single. This is how to be single. Come on, one more time. Give God some praise. As we wrap up, geez. <laughs> I took a lot of time talking about how to be single because I actually think it's one of the best ways um, to find the person that you're looking for when you're ready to mingle. Live right, live right, live for the Lord. Pursue purity, do well with what's in your hands. Have a good heart. You wanna know what not to look for? in a boyfriend or a girlfriend, somebody with an unguarded heart. Somebody who's not stewarding what's in her hands or his hands. Somebody that's dabbling in all sorts of impurities. Like avoid that, run for your life. But here's some things to look for as we close. Seven dimensions of wellness. I mean, this is just, this is just science, but I think it works in the church. There's physical, intellectual, emotional, financial, environmental, social, and spiritual. And so the first one is physical. How do they look? So, so this is when you're ready to mingle. Cool. How do they look? Are you attracted to them? That's a good, that's a good start. That's great. Like, like it's, it's okay to be attracted to your husband or your wife. Jeez. Some married couples in here. It's okay to be attracted to your husband or your wife. Amen. Come on. Wow. Intellectual. How do they think? How do they think? Are you attracted to the way that they think and process what's in their minds? Emotional. How do they express what they feel? Is it healthy? How do they express what they feel? The emotions that they feel. Highs and lows, goods and bads. These are things to look for when you're ready to mingle. Financial. It's not about how much they have, but it's how they steward what they do have. How are they stewarding what God's given them? Environmental. And uh, when I read this, I wasn't sure how I was going to fit it in here, but, but what it made me think of is how were, how were they raised? How was this person raised? Uh, potential boyfriend, girlfriend, potential spouse someday. How, how were they raised? And you might be here and go, that's not fair um, because not everybody was raised in a good home, Bible-believing home, raised in church, the right way to go, all that. And so then ask this question, who's raising them now? Because everybody in here is being raised by somebody. You all have the people that you look up to, whether you're pursuing God or not, but who's raising you now? Six is social. Who are their friends? What's their community like? And last one, the most important, when you're ready to mingle, is spiritual. Who is their Lord? Who is their Lord? There's people in here and, uh, and you, you, you've actually not made Jesus the Lord of your life. And as we close, we're gonna give you an opportunity. Right now, we're gonna give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. But you're here, there's, there's people here and you, you've been overexposed. And so even when I was talking about that, it kind of hit you hard. Or maybe you have children that right now are overexposed. We need to pray for a miracle in people's lives that God could protect 
Some people that say, I don't have a testimony because I never did cocaine. Like, like that's not the only testimony. When you, when you live a good life, that's the life that I pray for my daughters. It's proof of God's faithfulness. And God can be faithful. God can protect. God can guard. It's something that he does. It's an amazing thing. So as we close, can we bow our heads and close our eyes? Why does it all matter? I started reading John 15 saying, stay connected to the vine. And the last verse that I read at the top is verse 11. And these are the words of Jesus. My purpose for telling you these things, talking about staying connected to me, because apart from me, you can do nothing. The purpose is so that the joy that I experience will fill your hearts with overflowing gladness. There's people here and you've not guarded your heart. There's people here, you've not been doing well with what's in your hands, stewarding what God's given you. There's people here and you, you've been dabbling in something that you shouldn't, looking at something you shouldn't, hanging around people you shouldn't. They're, they're beginning to influence you. It's creeping into your life. There's people here, you feel like you're living a double life. Do you want to experience the joy that Jesus has? Do you want your heart to be overflowing with gladness? Jesus, I pray over every single person today, single or married. Lord, I just pray that you would show us, expose within us areas that we need to grow to be more like you. Give us the courage to open the door to our heart, to allow you in, to look at every nook and cranny, all those seven areas of wellness. Where, where, where can we get better? Expose it and help us, God. Heal some brokenness, remove some shame, remove some guilt. Help us move forward in this life. If you're here, you've never given your life to Jesus, today's your day. This is your moment. With our heads bowed and eyes closed, we celebrated it last week, but we, we actually celebrate it every day that Jesus, he died on a cross paying for our sin and he rose again so that we could have life. You're here and, and you're saying, I'm not living for Jesus. I'm not, I've not made him the Lord of my life. I haven't connected to the true vine. And I want to do that because I want healthy relationships. I want to do that because I've dabbled in the wrong things and I can't get out of it. Maybe you're here and you, you were raised like I was in the church, but you've been running from God. And today you want to come home rededicating your life to the Lord. If that's you, I'm going to count to three. When I say three, would you lift your hand? This is why you're here this moment right now. I believe God's speaking to people around the room. When I say three, would you lift your hand? And you can put it right back down. We're going to pray a prayer together. The Bible says, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord of your life and you'll be saved. Ready? One, Jesus said that I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Two, when you make this decision, you are a brand new creation. The Bible says that the old is gone and the new has come. If you're ready for something new in your life all over this place, three, today's your day. Lift your hand in the air saying yes to Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. Amazing. Yes, yes, yes. Incredible. This is why you're here. Your life will never be the same. This is not because a pastor's up here talking or manipulating any moment. I believe God's speaking to you right now, drawing you in, saying, this is for you. This is your moment. Anybody else here? Church, can we pray this prayer together? Would you repeat after me? Say, dear Jesus, I know I've sinned. I know I've fallen short. Please forgive me. Today I receive your gift the free gift of salvation. Jesus, you are my Lord. You are my Savior. Today I choose to follow you for the rest of my life. 
In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody said amen. 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 Come on, church, let's stand to our feet. We're going to get out of here. But let's celebrate with those that are giving their lives to Jesus today. Come on. I'm going to invite the prayer team members forward. And uh, there's about seven people that gave their lives to Jesus in this service tonight, which is so awesome. Praise God. Hey, we've got a free gift for those people, a free Bible, a little booklet that says, now what? You can also get it digitally just for free um, by texting the words, now what? Just no space in between, now what? Uh, with two W's, now what? To 41411, and it'll go right to your phone. We'd love to resource you with that. And it's right here. You can get it from the prayer team members down front or at the Welcome Center on your way out. And if you don't have a church home, we'd love to be that home for you in in the next three weeks. Next week, we're talking about marriage. Uh, If you're married, make a little bit of noise like you're excited about. Come back, come back and invest in your marriage next week. and, uh, And we'll go on from there. But if you have a need, a big need or a small need, any need in the room, you need a miracle in your life, or you just need a little bit of encouragement and uplifting, uh, the prayer team members are ready. They're ready to believe for a miracle and they're ready to lift you up and encourage you. And so uh, please come forward and get prayer. Other than that, have a great week serving the Lord and we'll see you back next week. We love you.